Hey everyone, thank you for joining us this week on our podcast. Um, I want to go ahead and, and dive right into a, a new topic, something that we haven't covered yet, and, and I want to go uh, into the ministry of the Holy Spirit. And I want to go ahead and dive into this because I feel that the ministry of the Holy Spirit is something that for us as as New Testament believers is, is not only important, but it's essential. So let's go ahead and look at the, the Holy Spirit, how he goes and how he, he impacts us in our daily lives. And um, we might go a couple weeks on this and, and really begin to dive into the, the inner workings of this, how the Holy Spirit is to to lead the believer, how the Holy Spirit leads us and guides us uh, into all truth, the Bible tells us, and and what his job is there for us. So let's go ahead and, and start off in Luke chapter 24 and verse 49. Jesus is talking here before he ascends, and he tells his disciples, Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you. And if you go and you, you read through the Gospels, you know he's referring to the Holy Spirit. I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry or wait in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. So Jesus is telling his disciples, hey, guys, I'm leaving you, but go ahead and wait in the city of Jerusalem until I give you power. Now, in the book of Acts chapter 2, we know that that's when the Holy Spirit fell on disciples. They began to, to speak in other tongues and, um, you know, they, they received power. Peter, the Bible tells us, received boldness. He went from a man who, who denied Jesus three times to a man who is now boldly preaching the truth of the gospel uh, without, without fear of, of punishment, of death, whatever have you. Um, but let's go ahead and, and take a look here. Let's Before we get to that point, because we know that's where we're going to wind up. We're going to wind up looking at the Holy Spirit's working in the book of Acts, how that applies to us as the believer. But before we get there, let's go ahead and look at what Jesus has to say here in John chapter 16 about the Holy Spirit. And this is, he's, he's talking about right before he goes away. He says, nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it's to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the Helper or the Holy Spirit will not come. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And when he has come, he's going to do three things. Verse 8. He will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Now stop there. We in the church have gone and read those verses and said for years that the Holy Spirit is going to convict you of sin. When you sin, the Holy Spirit's going to be the one to convict you. And we go and we take that verse out of context and we need to go and put that back where we found it. Let, let's keep reading. He's going to convict the world of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment. Verse 9, of sin because they do not believe in me. Well, that's interesting. The only sin he's, he's saying the Holy Spirit is, gonna, is dealing with at this, at this point in time is the, the sin of not believing in him. And he, he specifically pointed out the world was who the Holy Spirit was going to convict of sin, not the believer of sin because they don't believe in me because he's he, we talked about this Jesus paid the price for all sins for all time and and when he paid the price for all sins for all time the only thing left for us to do was to believe on Jesus Christ and who he is so the one sin the holy spirit is dealing with it shows here the only sin he's convicting the world of is the sin of not believing in me verse 10 of righteousness because I go to my Father and you see me no more. Now we know in uh, in the book of Ephesians, it tells us that we've been seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. And all throughout the New Testament, all throughout 
uh, the writings of Paul, we see over and over again that the Holy Spirit, um, or, or that Jesus' sacrifice, rather, I should say, has, has made us righteous. We've been made righteous, not with our own righteousness, but with the righteousness of Jesus. So he's going to convict you as a believer of the fact that you're the righteousness of God. If this thing that we claim to be the Holy Spirit isn't reminding us when we go and we do something that's not right, we live, we, we live in a way that doesn't line up with the scripture, if he's not sitting there saying, hey guys, you're the righteousness of God in Christ. You are supposed to live like that. If that's not what we're seeing, if that's not what we're learning and believing, then then we're missing the point. We're missing the Holy Spirit. It's Paul, I'm going to take a side journey here. Paul in, uh, I believe it's 1 Corinthians goes and, and he talks about the behavior of the Corinthian church and talks about the sexual immorality running rampant and this, that, and the other. And Paul doesn't go and can try to convict them of their sin and tell them, hey, this is wrong. You shouldn't be doing this. Paul goes and says, hey, you guys are born again and you're behaving like carnal, unsaved people. Remember who you are in Christ. Paul's going and reminding them that, hey, guys, you're the righteousness of God in Christ, so that means you don't have to live like this anymore. You don't need to live like the world because you're the righteousness of God in Christ. And that's how the Holy Spirit goes and, and begins to convict us. That's how he deals with the believers. So let's, let's continue. Verse 11, of judgment, because the ruler of this world is judged. Um, and then he goes on and says, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will tell you things to come. He will glorify me, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. He's going to take whatever Jesus has. He's going to take everything Jesus is saying and show it to us. He's going to declare it to us. His job is to speak it to us. Verse 15, all things the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said, he'll take mine and declare it to you. It's really simple what the Holy Ghost is doing. He, he's going into us as the believer. He's not going and, you know, a lot of times we get this picture in our heads of, of the Holy Spirit being this angry figure almost in the Godhead. And he's going around and every time you sin, you know, think of it like uh, an old, an old let, let's just say Catholic school for lack of a better term. And the, the kids are sitting there acting up and the, the nuns would go and whack them on the knuckles with the ruler. And, you know, you're, you're misbehaving. You can't act like that. And, and we, we go and we think that that's what the Holy Spirit's doing. And every time you're out of line, you know, boom, you're going to get smacked down. You're going to get knocked into place. This is what but he's convicting you, you're living wrong. You're doing this wrong. And that's not what Jesus is saying at all. He's saying his job, verse, go back to verse 10, is to convict you, the believer, of righteousness. Because he's gone to his father and we don't see him anymore. Jesus is saying, because I'm already gonna pay the price. I've already gone and paid the price for your sin. And now the job of the Holy Spirit is to come and to convince you that you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus because you've gone and taken your place and been seated in heavenly places with him. You are righteous because he is righteous. And that's literally what the Holy Ghost is doing. 
Now, the other thing that we see a lot in in different circles is is people saying, well, the Holy Spirit goes and he's he's told me to do this. He's told me to do that. And I'm not denying that that happens. The, the Holy Spirit does speak to us. He leads us and guides us into, into all truth. Um, but if the Holy Spirit, and this is where, where you need to be cautious, if somebody says the Holy Spirit told me this and it doesn't line up with what we see in the scripture, it doesn't line up with who Jesus is, it doesn't line up with his character that we we know beyond a shadow of a doubt who Jesus is, who God the Father is, if it doesn't line up with that, then it's not the Holy Spirit. You see, Jesus says that he's, we just read this, he said he will not speak of his own authority. He's not speaking on his own. He's only repeating, he's only saying the things that Jesus has, has told for him to say. So if it doesn't line up with Jesus, if it doesn't line up with the word, it's not the Holy Spirit. Now let's go ahead and look over at Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2, and this is, this is now, we've got the disciples, and they're going, and they're, they're in the upper room after the ascension, and I, I mean, they're living in, in fear, really. Um, you know, they're not sure what's going on. They're not sure exactly what's going to happen next. Um, you, you know, wh where, does this, where does this Christianity go after this? Where does this, this belief on Jesus take us? So let's go ahead and start in Acts chapter 2 and verse 1. Now when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each one of them. And, verse 4, they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and began to do one thing. It says they began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. They began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And there were dwelling in Jerusalem devout Jew, or Jew, uh, Jews, devout men from every nation under the earth. When this sound occurred, the multitude came together and were confused because everyone heard them speak in their own language. Now, let, let's go ahead and, and, and stop here for a second. We've got... You know, the disciples there in the upper room, you know, I, I'm not sure if it was all, all 12 of them or if there was more or, or whatever have you, uh, but they're all in the upper room and they're speaking in tongues when they, when they come out and everyone, the Bible doesn't say that they heard them, that they were speaking in these individuals' language. That's, that's a common objection here that I've heard about speaking in tongues. People say that, oh, well, it's a, it's a natural earthly language. It's, you know, you should be speaking, you know, maybe your tongue is German or your tongue is, is Chinese, your tongue is well, whatever have you. Um, and I, I don't believe that's the case uh, because it doesn't say that they were speaking in the men's languages. It said that they heard them speak in their own language. Um, and, you know, I, I just believe that this, if we go and we try to say that speaking in tongues is, is a natural language, all that does is that diminishes tongues. If it's something that I could learn naturally on my own, then what do I need the Holy Spirit to to allow me to speak in tongues for? Now let's go ahead and look over at 1 Corinthians and let's let's back up this statement and let's see what tongues actually does. 
1 Corinthians, and let's go ahead and take a look um, at chapter 14. And, and Paul's, Paul's talking here, and he, he started in, in chapter 12 about spiritual gifts, um, or, or we could say better, th- concerning things pertaining to and of the Holy Ghost. Um, and he's saying, I don't want you ignorant. And, and sadly, this is, this is where the church has, has been very ignorant over the years, is the exact thing that Paul goes and says, don't be ignorant about. And then he goes and tells us in chapter 13 that the gifts only work by love. You know, there, there's, there's no place in the, the gifts, the workings of the Spirit, except... You know, they, they don't work without love. If you go and try to add in envy and you try to add in strife and, you know, you want to go and, well, I want to prophesy to show up so-and-so. And, and that, isn't, that isn't how this works. It's the, the spiritual gifts don't operate in that way. Now, chapter 14, uh, verse 1. Pursue love, but desire spiritual gifts or, or desire spiritual things, things pertaining to and of the Holy Ghost, but especially that you may prophesy. For he who speaks in a tongue... He who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. So Paul's going, and he's now throwing out that idea completely that speaking in tongues was was natural languages. He's saying they're not speaking to people. They're speaking to God. So so that shows us what we saw in the book of Acts with with the Jews going and everyone hearing in their own language was another miracle on top of the gift of tongues being in operation. For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God, for no one understands him. However, in the Spirit, he speaks mysteries. He who prophesies speaks edification, exhortation, and comfort to men. So so that goes and tells us exactly what the New Testament gift of prophecy is. A lot of times we go and try to, to operate under New Testament, or operate Old Testament prophecy under New Testament rules. And we go and we try to say, well, we're going to go and foretell the future. And there may be a component of, of foreknowledge, and that, that might be more of a word of wisdom or, or a word of knowledge about a, a particular event. Um, but he's saying here that, that New Testament prophecy is to speak edification, exhortation, and comfort. For he who speaks in a tongue edifies himself. And, and I love what Brother Hagen always said about this verse. When you speak in a tongue, the, the closest word that we have to this Greek word for edify, the closest way we have to say this is to charge up like a battery, that we would charge ourselves up. You, you know, you've got a, a pack of rechargeable batteries and they're, they're run down and they're, they're no good anymore. You don't throw them away. You stick them on the charger and plug it into the wall. And when you go and plug that in, when you plug those rechargeable batteries in, you go and charge them up. You, you edify those batteries. He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself or charges himself up, but he who prophesies edifies the church. Now Paul's saying, I wish you all spoke with tongues, but even more that you prophesied. Um, and he goes on, he who prophesies is greater than he who speaks in tongues, unless he interprets that the church may receive edification. Um, and, and now, brethren, if I come to you speaking in tongues, which, and he goes on and, and, and talks here about tongues and, and the proper use and knowledge of it. And, and you have to understand here um, that in the Corinthian church at this time, the Corinthians were going and they would come to church and every single one of them would get up and uh, ha- have a word in tongues. And they would want to go and speak in tongues at, at all times. And it's, it's one of those things that it was 
Paul was saying there needs to be some order in a church gathering here about this. You know, if there's somebody in verse 11, he says, if, if I don't know the meaning of the language, I'll be a foreigner to, speaks and to he who speaks, and he who speaks will be a foreigner to me. And so he's going, and if you're, if you're wanting to speak in tongues in the church, in a public assembly, then you need to pray that you interpret. Um, and he says that, you know, when we pray in a tongue, it's our spirit praying. And so he's going and he's, he's laying all this out. And Paul, Paul remembers the one who says, I thank my God that I speak in tongues more than you all. He's talking to this entire group of believers here, this entire group of believers at the church at Corinth and saying that, yeah, you guys are all coming together and, and speaking in tongues all at the same time. But even better than that is to prophesy. But yet I speak in tongues more than all of you together. I'm doing this all the time. Paul's, that's how Paul got this revelation of the New Testament without knowing Jesus after the flesh. That's where he went and, and through what the Holy Spirit taught him, he received the revelation that, that he, he saw about the grace of God. And Paul's saying here that, hey, in tongues, he's, he's really delineating. Um, and, and he does this a little bit in, in chapter 12. Um, he talks about there being a gift of different kinds of tongues. And he's going and delineating between what we would refer to nowadays as a private prayer language versus the, the public ministry gift of tongues and interpretation. And, and he's, he's laying out very clearly that there is a difference here. And we're out of time. Next week, we're going to go ahead and we're going to we're going to pick up here. We're going to keep looking at tongues. We're going to keep looking at the ministry of the Holy Spirit and what he means to us as believers. Because if, if we can truly grasp this as, as New Testament believers who really are, are beginning to understand the grace of God, the, the Holy Spirit will begin to change our lives. The, the, the Holy Spirit, you know, we, we've already, our spirits have been reborn, but the Holy Spirit will help us renew our minds. The Holy Spirit is going to help us go and, and help us learn how to, you know, what actions may need to change, uh, the way that we may need to live our lives differently than we did prior to this. So we look forward to uh, continuing this study on the ministry of the Holy Spirit with you. Uh, if you haven't yet, go ahead and check us out on Facebook, By Grace International, at By Grace INTL. We're also on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, with the same handles, you can go ahead and check out our website at bygraceinternational.com. Um, and if you go there, uh, please go ahead and sign up for our mailing list. Um, consider becoming a monthly partner with the ministry. Um, and, and if you go and you sign up for a mailing list, we've got a, a free message download that we're going to send you. And uh, we just believe that it's, it's truly going to bless you. And look forward to uh, continuing this study with you all next week.